Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. It's cut down day to 53. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. We're in our cutoffs. It's very appropriate. And uh, our I tanks, my friend. tanks. Well, our cutoff tanks. Uh, in all seriousness, like and subscribe. Leave us a five star. Cardinals, uh, to no surprise, have not given us the goods yet. We no. don't know the entirety of the 53 man roster for our precious Arizona Cardinals, but we do have some hints, Bo Brock. And I would say it does not bode well for the ex GM, Steve Kime. No, it doesn't. The uh, Steve Steve Kime purge continues on this roster. Uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, I guess, sobering to see this team that was coming off a playoff appearance and the roster where it was at this point last year and the just mass exodus yeah. of Steve Kime players between then and now. So we're starting to see we've seen about 20 roster moves made, including Kyler Murray remaining on pup. And we'll get to them. We'll look at the offensive side of the football, look at the defensive side of the football. But you're starting to see Monty Austin Ford, after kind of a slow offseason, start to put his, his fingerprints on this roster. Yeah, we have a very damning graphic pertaining to Steve Kahn. We're going to check that out later. But first, we want to bring everybody up to speed at just where the Cardinals stand. Again, no official announcement made from the team. This is gathered information. Bo and I have been doing our homework over the course of the last couple of hours here, and we have as up-to-date of a roster cut that you can find with the Arizona Cardinals. We have it now, and it's headline ball, Brock, by the, what, soon-to-be third-year defensive tackle, Richard Lawrence, mm -hmm. who, by the way, we all assumed was in trouble. He's playing in the fourth quarter of the last preseason game, and there he is, big number 92, Bo, does not make the 53 for Arizona. No, he does. He didn't. As, as far as when he started to kind of see less reps and kind of fell down the depth chart, yeah. that was surprising to me in training camp. And then you see, you know, the reps that he's getting, the snaps that he's getting, 57 of them in the preseason, and they're all with the third and the fourth team at the end of the game, playing late in the preseason contest, it just doesn't bode well to your chances of making the roster. you got to make some big-time plays. He did not, and he is now an ex-Cardinal, according to multiple reports. You see the local kid, Kyle Soley, out of Arizona State, went to uh, Suoro as well. Yeah, He's uh, maybe somebody that they're going to look to slide on the practice squad, but he's not going to make the squad now. And then our sweet, sweet... Zach McLeod, Zach McLeod, three sacks out. in the preseason finale. His only appearance for the Arizona Cardinals. He's on this graphic. If you're watching live with us, he uh, it wasn't enough, but you know he had an uphill climb to make this roster. I mean, he made the plays that were there, and then some. Still not enough to make this roster. Uh, the, the, he's it was a stacked room as far as that pass rush room goes. Kendall Brooks, that was a report yesterday. Nate Harrison was an official cut. Sean Chandler as well. 
And then uh, you got Andre coming over from Philly. Just didn't look solid at all in preseason play. Yeah, I think most of those names are probably not a surprise outside of if you were still just hanging on with the hope. We came into this year, we're talking about off air ball. Like Rashad Lawrence was at least a starter, if not on paper, the most proven defensive tackle with the most upside. And for whatever reason, he just fell out of favor quick with this new regime, whether it's he, he wasn't a fit for what they want to do. I think some people thought he was maybe a little bit aloof during the preseason and training camp that you can go one of two ways when a new regime comes in. You can take what I think is the Zayvon Collins approach and maybe the Lecky Foto approach where you've ingratiated yourself yeah. and you're bought in and the coaching staff responds to it favorably. And then like, I don't want to lump Rashad Lawrence with Isaiah Simmons, but I will like they need defensive linemen. Even if he wasn't going to start for this team, he's got ability. They basically said, we haven't seen enough from you. Goodbye. Like we have no allegiance to you. And I think as we start to get more names and we'll update you in real time, that's going to be the general thesis of this cut period. If you have an association with one Steve Kime and you're not a made man money wise, you are gone. Potentially, if you haven't proven yourself like the players we just mentioned, you are on the bubble, whether it's now, whether it's the trading deadline on October 31st, like we're sitting here and like, I think Rondell Moore is on this football team, Mm -hmm. but like until I see it with my own eyes, I don't know. (laughs) Isaiah Simmons was gifted away, cut kicked to the curb for a seventh round throwaway pick. Colt McCoy was cut two weeks before the opener after being the starter QB one the entire offseason. I mean, this this roster right now is being gutted down to the studs and 100 percent. It is the guys associated with the prior regime. Yeah, it's it's it was a tough, I guess, uphill climb for them to make this roster. I've been saying that way too much, by the way. But as far as, you know, what the odds were stacked against them. Yeah. As far as them trying to make this roster and it comes with obviously Turnover in the front office, turnover in the on the coaching staff, scheme fits. Uh, and, and it seemed like a guy, especially when you look at Richard Lawrence, you know, w- did the injuries take a toll? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was several times on the IR in his yep. first three seasons going into his fourth. I mean, he played five games last year. You know, you look at the grades, he graded out okay, but did he fit the scheme? Did he fit what they wanted to try to do defensively at some time? At some points, you know, they're running like two defensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, could he be one of those guys to make an impact just being one of the two guys on the, in the teeth of that defense? And I think that there were some question marks surrounding that. So he's looking for work to try to continue his NFL career. Uh, as we start to kind of really look at, let's look at the offensive side of the football. Producer Damon, if you would, let's take a look at this. We, Saw the news yesterday, Colt McCoy cut from this team. Jeff Driscoll was a reported cut today. Somebody that uh, the consensus is, including our colleague Howard Balzer, that they want to sneak him onto the practice squad. Yeah, uh, Tyson Williams, who saw kind of a heavy kind of workload in the opener of the preseason. Corey Clement saw a heavy workload at the back end of the preseason. Andre Bacellia, uh, thank you for your service, but, you know, up and down off the practice squad. Yeah. His last couple of years here with the organization, uh, kind of a Cliff Kingsbury kind guy, doesn't fit kind of the the mold or the profile that Monty is looking for from a wide receiver. Got to get bigger in that room. Andre Bacellia is one of those under six feet guy, speed to burn. Brandon Smith, Brian Cobbs. Davian Davis, all wide receivers that were, uh, it was gonna, it was gonna take a just an unbelievable effort from those guys. You know, between Cobbs and Davis, they made plays in the preseason, just not enough. And then Lasita Smith, uh, a kind carryover guy who saw playing time last year in his rookie season. 
Um, it just looks like the organization wants to move forward off of Smith. I'm looking at this, and of course, the takeaway, it was headlined yesterday by the the cut of Colt McCoy, the removal of number 12 off the roster. And, and while you could read the tea leaves with Joshua Dobbs, I think you got to read the tea leaves as it relates to the skill players in this locker room now. I think they absolutely will claim another back, and I think they are leaving themselves open to adding a sixth receiver of note. We talked about it with size. They want somebody else that can complement and give them depth behind Zach Pascal and Michael Wilson, the only two receivers is in this receiving core that are over six foot, right? Uh, everybody else, Hollywood Brown, our boy Greg Dorch, and Rondell Moore are well under six foot, and they want balance. And Drew Petzing didn't sport one receiver under six foot last year in Cleveland. So Bichelia, these guys that we we are fans of that had nice preseasons are not the kind of size that they want. I mean, look at the tight end group. They're going to run 12 personnel with big physical guys. And I think that will be both the underlying presence of, of what they and how they operate during the waiver claim. They have the third waiver claim. I think they're going to be incredibly active, as many of you have guessed. We teased it on yesterday's show. I think the bottom of this roster, 8 to 10, is, is very much up for grabs. And if you if you make it today, if you're safe today, I see somebody in the chat earlier saying <clears throat> Di Mercado has made the 53-man roster. I can't confirm that yet. Yeah. But, like, that's a name to me. It's like, as much as we hate to say it, can't sleep easy. Right. I mean, look, you saw him play. In the finale, fine. did you see him thrive? No. Did you? I mean, did you, did you see somebody's like, hey, without a shadow of doubt, that's an NFL running back. I think that these, uh, you know, as an undrafted free agent, a guy that didn't start in college, he he would be benefited from Kendry Miller at TCU. Is TCU dealing with an injury? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know, I I just don't think that he's a guy that's not irreplaceable. And and if if you're looking to add some true running back depth. It could be at the expense of a guy like Amari Dermacato. I'm you guys are crushing it in the chat. You're making me laugh here. Han shot first. Chosen Anderson, the artist formerly known as Robbie Anderson, <laughs> he's cut. Annie Isabella saw him in the chat. He's cut. Goodbye. Tanner Vallejo, he was cut. All these former kind guys can't even stick on other rosters. You're telling me the Cardinals players that have gone <laughs> to other teams are not great? I was told everybody's Hassan Reddick 2.0, but I guess I guess not. Uh it, it's we I want to get to this graphic. You put this together. Um, oh, I don't know if we have this ready. Just do we yet. not have this no, ready? I okay, because I was going to wait for the official cuts to well, send this to we our We could guy, be waiting Damon. a while. Look, yeah, Cardinals. You only are, send it off. I'll send it. And we'll get it going. Yeah, the Cardinals. They do the. They they're on their own time. Damon hates us, by the way. Right. For this. Yes, he does. Producer Damon, very patient with us today. This is one of these days. It's like, eh, very similar to the schedule release day last year with producer Emma. It's like it's touch and go, baby. We got it. We got to get <laughs> these things in, but at the same time, you know, things could change on a heartbeat here. I, I do want to touch on something that that I think is is interesting. With the turnover from Steve Keim now to Jonathan Gannon, and you pointed this out, will there be the preferential treatment, of course, with the draft picks, but like undrafted guys? Are they just going to give people opportunities because they were hand-selected? Like, I know that no nobody wants to, to think about an, a lesser player being given a role, but I, I just feel like we're going to have people on this roster, have players on this roster that nobody's ever heard of before, that they're mm. just going to lean on their acumen, their, their scouting prowess, right? Of course, they're going to touch on folks that were in Cleveland, Tennessee, and Philadelphia. But I think these kind of Cardinal-esque household names that we've come to know, like the Zeke Turners of the world, who, by the way, has not been announced cut yet, mm-hmm. I think that that kind of ends today. And this roster, we, we predicted this offseason. In about 18 months, it would be unrecognizable. Like, we're on that trajectory now there are going to be so few Steve Keim holdovers by the time we get to 2024 alone, 
it will be damning, even more so than what yeah, Steve Kime has already look, done. Look, every every GM does this, though. I mean, even Kime to this, himself to this degree. Yeah, I mean, Steve Kime within his first calendar year made over you know anywhere between 100 to 120 roster moves. I mean, it's just you churn, and he worked under Rod Graves. Not to say you know, I, I just this is more extreme to where you're seeing guys who are bigger faces or and, and had I guess more pressure on their shoulders to perform because of where they were drafted by this organization or how they were acquired. But, you know, Monty Osford is it continues to clean house and we're just seeing that uh throughout you know, it continues to we see this throughout the as as the deadline drew closer and now has passed. Uh, I want to get to some of these comments. You guys are crushing it. Uh, Chris in the chat, not a Cardinals fan, but I'm friends with Blake Whitehart. What's going to happen with him? I think it's tough. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for hopping in today. They've got a tight end room that goes about four to six deep Mm -hmm. and they may claim a tight end. A lot of tight ends are available that they could have interest in, especially from the X regime in, in Cleveland. I saw that they released a tight end today. So I would say maybe practice squad is an option for him. I predicted he would be on the practice squad during our go PHNX uh, prediction with our guy, Howard Balzer. But, um, you know, I think it's easier to read the tea leaves and to telegraph what they're going to do offensively. Defensively, I think is, is a little bit tougher. Uh, I believe now producer Damon has this graphic ready to go. Now, Bo, you prep this. And mm. I, I think it's one of the most damning graphics <laughs> I've seen in recent memory with this franchise. And that's saying something. Bo. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the 2022 first 53 for the Arizona Cardinals. This was going in the week. So this one. was last year. Yeah, this was going in the week one against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I believe there's 28 guys that have a red uh just slash through them here. They, you just scratch them off the list because they're no longer with the organization. Byron Murphy Jr., obviously, you see uh, guys all up and down this. Colt McCoy, Trayvon Mullen Jr. You've got, uh, I mean, uh, just a huge, huge group of Steve Kime guys that are just absolutely gone. It, it's a little tight to see here. It's it's it's, it's the 53-man roster, so kind of fitting it in is a little tight. Obviously, J.J. Watt, he retired. Zach Allen leaves via free agency, but... I mean, this he's our Monty has already churned this thing, and you you still have a couple guys that aren't in the clear, and Christian Matthew and and a couple other on this roster, like you said, Zeke Turner. Um, that you know, if they make it through here, you know, congratulations, you got the trust as of right now for now of this organization. Yeah, I uh, goodness, and you think about like I don't want to project too much into the future, but I, I the names I'm looking on this list, a lot of the marquee names. I think are in their last season with the Cardinals. I've been of the mindset, like I love James Conner. I don't think they're going to pay him big money in the next year. Ertz is very much year to year. What happens with he and Trey McBride? Um, Again, like we don't know if Christian Matthews made this team. We don't know if Zeke Turner's made this team. Dennis Gardeck's got nine lives. Will remains to be seen what's happening there. And, you know, Leckie Fotu, Cameron Thomas, I think are going to be starters for this team. But it just shows you, like, this team was so much farther behind than I think even I expected this offseason and the, and the lacking of talent because I thought there there would be a good chance, Bo, that we could go through this offseason program and more of the ex-Kime guys could stick because of, in my opinion, how poorly coached they were under Cliff Kingsbury and Vance mm-hmm. Joseph. And now you see maybe we deserve to give those folks a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt because Steve Kime, I mean, he, he's one of the worst talent um, advisors, talent assessment people, GMs, in terms of going through the draft process that we've ever seen. He could make a trade for veterans and come in here and be plug and play on guys that are proven. 
but man, finding gems come late April, yeah. got, nobody was worse than Steve Kime. Yeah, Eric Kobe, 8224, all my homies hate Steve Kime. Same. Same, bro. Andrew <laughs> Lawrenson, yo, first time live. What do we expect from Garrett Williams? He's uh, JG told us he's going to start the season on non-football injury list. It's just a version of, of Pup where he sustained his injury in the college ranks. And yep. He'll continue to be on there, and it seems like it's somebody that they're trying to uh, bring along slowly. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Sparta, the Michigan State show. Any word on Jacob Slade? And and just like Whiteheart, you know, he was a guy that got, you know, relative to an undrafted free agent, a pretty decent signing bonus where it's, it's really going to be tough for those guys to crack this roster. Even in positions of need, you've got the two top guys at the tight end in Whitehart's case with, with Ertz and McBride, and you yep. went through it a little bit. And when Swaim and, and Noah uh, Tongier, um, I mean, those are four. And sometimes on NFL rosters, they keep three. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if if there is an opportunity to slide onto a practice squad, I think Whitehart definitely has one of those. And I think a guy like Slate is somebody that they identified post-draft that they, they want to maybe – develop even though they didn't draft him i love this comment fans wanted a reset this is a reset yeah i think a lot of what was being asked during the tough times of november and december last year were were clean house got the coaching staff new gm got the roster well, all those things have happened but it's difficult because you got to play games this fall and it's like well, we want to see this team have success what does success look like for the arizona cardinals in 2023 obviously is different than some other teams i still think they want to elevate and evaluate young players blaine clark michael lombardi on pat mcafee right now saying kyler's not playing this year i i saw that clip he's guessing which a lot of national media people are doing right now i would also say the cardinals need kyler murray to play for a couple different reasons as albert breer outlined earlier today on dan patrick like the cardinals want to evaluate kyler murray they have to evaluate him on the field if he plays well he plays them out of the caleb williams you know contention which we're going to talk about here in a little bit but also if you ever wanted to, I don't know, trade Kyler Murray, teams would want to see him healthy and, and playing like Kyler Murray can play. Mm -hmm. So I just, there is not a big benefit, in my opinion, to sitting him all year just to sit him because he'll be, have removed, he'll have been removed, Bo Brock, from playing active football for over 12 plus months. That's a tough chip to sell in the offseason. Yeah. I, I think, again, it's in everybody's best interest to, to let him play and they're going to let him do that. Here on a tank Tuesday. I mean, that's that's obviously the hot topic as people want if, if the 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 Cardinals are tanking and not even trying to be competitive. Yep. That storyline is is off the rails already. I mean, mm -hmm. we see guys like Stephen A. Smith from a very uninformed uh, just standpoint. Yeah. Talking about it. And, and you're seeing that like it's it's become a national story and, and people have their takes on it. But how informed are there? You're not going to find one, you know, like this this podcast where you're actually going to have an educated conversation about it and you know Monty Osford doesn't seem like he has a high tolerance for bullshit right no. and he's out there and he's saying once Kyler Murray is healthy we're not going to hesitate to put him out there and right I, I you know he it's early in the relationship between him talking to us but he hasn't given us any reason to think he's 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 kind of just trying to pull one over our heads here well and also like I everybody's all in on Kyler or Caleb but I think that there's also maybe a possibility that Kyler plays this year the team also struggles. They don't have the number one overall pick. 
and they consider another quarterback. Like everything's on the table for this franchise. I know that's cliche to say. And while I do think Kyler Murray is the best option for this team, because we don't know how Caleb Williams is going to translate. I think well, but also he's not going to be paid very much money. They have to decide whether or not it's worth it to build around a franchise quarterback with this kind of price tag of 40 plus million dollars. And can they rebuild the roster on the fly? Because of course, what a rookie quarterback allows you to do, you reset everything. You get more leeway, right? Drake May or Caleb Williams comes here and they're on five-year cheap deals that you're not paying them anything. So margin for error goes down. But again, you have all those draft picks and they're going to need them because this roster, boy, oh boy, if you're just now joining us, has been gutted to the studs, right? Yeah. And and again, I think it's going to continue not only during this period, but also into midseason. They're going to have suitors at the trade deadline. There are going to be players that are coveted by this team that are going to help other teams, assuming the Cardinals fall out of it. So I, I it is a difficult time for Cardinal fans because, again, you're, you've gotten to know these players, and now they're up and gone. Isaiah Simmons, Colt McCoy, this is an eye for the future. Future sustainable success, something that Steve Kime could never achieve. Right, and the rebuild obviously puts your team potentially a really good chance in, in to have really rock solid just draft capital going yeah. into the next offseason. I don't think anybody's naive to that. But to say that they're just egregiously tanking and, and looking back at the moves that have gone down in the last week, the Isaiah Simmons, a former first-round pick, not Monty Austinfort's pick, but Steve Kimes eighth overall selection, a guy that just never found his way, never a true position at the NFL level, mm -hmm. and a guy that wasn't buying into the new coaching staff's uh, just process and, and direction that they wanted to go this season. He was he was sent out for a seventh-round pick. They just didn't have a spot for him. No. He was a backup safety. He was a third safety on this roster. And then you send Josh Jones, who couldn't beat out Calvin Beecham, for a fifth-round pick. Mm -hmm. And then you take on Josh Dobbs, uh, and cut Colt McCoy, a guy who just couldn't make the throws necessary uh, to compete at the NFL level. I mean, and then people are saying and pointing to those moves and saying that's that's them just flat out telegraphing a tank where it's no, this is the team trying to put itself in a position to be competitive this year while reshaping and rebuilding the roster with an eye at, you know, obviously with the future in mind. And I think to PR Max point, Bo, what you just emphasized, I think this is a great point. He questions or she questions, is it tanking more like finding the best fit at the time for offensive and defensive schemes with players on team and available resources uh, and releases? Excuse me. I, I think that's a great point. It's like they picked Joshua Dobbs over Colt McCoy because they think Joshua Dobbs is better for what they want to do. I think that you're going to see like Isaiah Simmons and what he brought to the table was not enough to outweigh what they thought was potentially a distraction in the locker room. They would rather pay a third safety who's going to be claimed, who's going to be added off a practice squad, that they can build up and pay that person no money than give Isaiah Simmons. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, as, as crazy as it sounded, was on the roster getting top five to seven money because of where the Cardinals are at with their cap situation. And they said, go away. Like, it doesn't matter if you're making this much money. We're not going to we're not going to sit around and let this continue where you're looking aloof in a second preseason game. So. Uh, Robert in the chat, I'm riding with K1 until the very end, as this is, is this podcast. We want to see Kyler Murray play this year. When that's going to be, that remains to be seen. It's at least not going to be within the first four weeks of the NFL season as he remains on pop. We remain your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Bet MGM, your premier $1,500 first bet offer. Hello, how about this? Sign up with that bonus code PHNX. Super easy to get started. Bet MGM. 
your premier sports book for this show on Football Sundays. We're going to tell you more about that soon. But all criteria, it's super easy to get started. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS, Android, or easy on your desktop computer. Visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least 10 bones, just a 10 spot, in your BetMGM Sportsbook account. I do it on the reg. It's super easy. Place your first wager. Receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. How How about it? about it you can bet the cards money line all you want up to fifteen hundred dollars and you're safe if your bet does lose your bonus bets will be be available once your initial wager is settled again i i I still like the cardinals money line week one it's over plus 200 right now with our friends at BetMGM. i have no issue taking that i think joshua dobbs is very comparable to sam howell and i think the cardinals are going to be super competitive check them out right now sign up with BetMGM. use that bonus code phnx deposit 10 bucks and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook waiver, and you get $1,500 back. Shane Diefenbach's in the studio, but he's also helping us out with the disclaimer today. Shane Diefenbach, our guy. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Your betting future is so bright with BetMGM. You need some shades for that. Of course, Shady Ray is going to save you some money with the promo code PHNX. Get in on the best deal of the season while you still can. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that code PHNX and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. You got some brand name sunglasses that they can't even compete with Shady Rays any longer. Like, And you can save some money. You can benefit from that. Go to their website, ShadyRays.com. Check out their full product line. And also, they've got and are backed by lost and broken replacements. They're going to help you if you lose or break your pair, even on a day one. They told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They have your back as long, 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 long after you purchase Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their new location up in North Scottsdale, Carolyn Commons. See which glasses you want then go to the website and save yourself some cash phnx is the promo code shadyrays.com get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses five stars it's been rated by over 250,000 people uh thank you so much david torrance 91 super chat uh who would you start at qb given the time crunch uh for dobbs to fit in i would start joshua dobbs who started games in this league uh, they have immense confidence. I believe that's going to be the starter week one. I think they, if Clayton Toome is going to be your starter, I think that they probably would have just kept Colt McCoy and kept their fifth round pick. Now that doesn't mean, Bo, we we may not see or we may see Clayton Toome at some point this season. But for week one against the Commanders, it's the ex-Titan quarterback coming in, and I think it's going to play well. Yeah, it just makes too much sense. Uh, the familiarity with what Petsing wants to do offensively. Obviously, his emphasis on footwork, and that's something that Dobbs has been working on. It's something that continued in the Browns organization where he spent this uh, preseason with Cleveland. Uh, so he just comes over, and the biggest thing is kind of developing that rapport and that mm-hmm. timing with Arizona Cardinals receivers because the system, you know, he's kind of one of those is plug and plays as you can possibly be. And then, you know, Clayton Toon, we've seen with him as far as his mechanics and uh, obviously, as far as his experience where he lacks at the NFL level, coming in as a fifth-round pick and have a non-Power 5 school, you know, you can be excited about Clayton Toon. I think you absolutely should be. 
But as far as starting week one, I think that that's that would be irresponsible to throw him out there. We've pointed it out several times that only four quarterbacks that were drafted outside of the top 100 have done that since 1970. And, you know, it, it worked out well for Dak, but he was in a lot better situation. He was he was filling in for an injured Tony Romo. Kyle Orton was kind of, you know, uneven in his rookie season, filling in for an injured Rex Grossman. So it's there's no sexy Rexy in this uh, getting hurt in this situation. I think Josh Dobbs has the edge and barring, you know, really poor performance in the next, what, two weeks. He's, he's your starter day one. Yeah, if he can put the TikTok away, I think he's going to be in good shape. I say that tongue-in-cheek. but he's, well, you got a he's, problem with the TikTok? He's good on social media. I'd like to beat the commanders, though, Josh. So let us I don't need to walk through the your day-to-day at the cards facility. That might be coming next on Josh's TikTok. But uh, what's coming next on this show? How about a couple more super chats? Uh, AZ fan, 1998. DeMarcado played himself into the 53 cut. Awesome. As of right now, we don't know that definitively. I do think AZ fan, if he does get cut, uh, prime candidate for the practice squad. His disciple just thrown in 10 bucks. Thank you so much, his disciple. Is that a sticker? I think super chat sticker, but he says from his disciple, perfect. And his disciple, if you meant to put a comment there, put it in the chat right now and we'll read it for sure. Uh, question or comment coming our way. Um, it's it's funny though, Bo, you think about where this team is and the fact that we haven't gotten a roster yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play a little Those game. dirty dogs. Yeah, they, you know, it's not, it's almost like we knew this would happen. Um, this, this show goes live and the news dries up. I think that's on purpose. Um, all right, so I'm going to play a little game mm-hmm. with my co-hosts here. I'm going to play in or out with the remaining players. We don't know if they've made the roster yet. I want everybody to participate in the chat as well. I'm going to say a player. I'm going to turn it over to my co-host. He's going to tell me whether he believes that player will make it. And I'm going to start. I hate this. You you don't you don't like it? You're not a fan of this? I'm going to start with this. Are you a fan of Christian Matthew, the second-year corner, late-round pick last year under Steve Kime, making the team number 35 in or out? I think he's in. Uh, I know that he was playing a pretty heavy snap load at the end of the preseason and trying to make this roster. Mm-hmm. But just looking at you know, that cornerback room, I just don't think you can trim the fat anymore unless you're bringing in an influx of players. So I think Christian Matthew could potentially make this team. Interesting. Uh, Somebody mentioned it on Twitter. I'm going to bring it up now. How about the seventh rounder, Dante Stills, who was a draft pick of this regime, played well in the preseason, actually played over Rashad Lawrence at times. No word on Stills yet, in or out. I really like uh, Stills. I think that he's a solid player that, that they see they can develop after drafting him at a West Virginia where he was a TFL machine for the Mountaineers. He uh, a little slim as far as playing in the interior of that defensive line, but I think he has a place in Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis's, you know, big heavies three, uh, four. I think that he could play maybe a three, four defensive end. I like stills to make this roster. What about Jesse Lucetta who played like 20 positions on Saturday? Yeah. Was he being showcased for other teams as a favorite to him? Or does Luketta have a place on this team during week one, Bo Brock? Man, it's that's really tough. I think it comes down to like were they trying to figure out like how serious of a role could he play that H back, that fullback position? Like, could they rely upon him? And you saw him, you know, get go out and make some blocks on some different levels and just play with that violence that Nick Rollis just described them with, just that one word. Um I like Lucetta. It's it's and it really is also going to come down to like where do they feel like BJ Ujolarias who didn't look ready in the preseason finale. What's Majay Sanders' status? I think Lucetta can make this team out of the jump. I think he's in and also displaying that versatility, like you said, the five snaps that he played at fullback, seventeen snaps at pass rush. 
Uh, I think he's got enough supporters on that coaching staff to make this. We know Jeff Driscoll's cut with the intention to bring him back to the practice squad. How about the magic man, the darling of this <laughs> podcast for the last eight plus months, David Blau, who, yeah. I mean, by hook or by crook, he had a very nice, I think, preseason, made the Cardinals watchable in the second half. They would be doing him so dirty, Bobrock, if they subsequently released him in favor of Jeff Driscoll on the practice squad. Do you think they carry four quarterbacks with Jeff Driscoll and David Blau? Well, just with the Driscoll on the practice squad, right? So then, as Howard Bowles or put it, it would be unconventional for them to have three on the active roster and then one on the practice squad. It's a great point. And then elevate Driscoll as as emergency third. I I don't know if that's necessarily doing Blau dirty. I mean, they they gave him a full showcase this entire preseason I mean the guy got a start for this team two starts for this organization last year I think it's been more than kind enough of Blau who probably otherwise doesn't get this opportunity at sure. the NFL level uh you, you think know, he's out then yeah I think th- that's a great point by Howard I mean I that that does kind of give you a little extra roster space to to carry a positions that you feel like you haven't found guys just yet and you have to flood with numbers still even though it's you know week one is nearly upon us all right what about a player that didn't play in the third preseason game that i've been critical of bull brock he did have a sack in week one of the preseason is there any way dennis gardeck's not on this team no he's he's gonna be on this team you think he's made the roster we're not gonna have him starting with the ones i mean so was he's he's opposite zaven collins it's it's a little different i think you know where colt he he didn't show you anything. Yeah. Gardeck showed you something. He really did. I think he showed you something as far as he still has a couple pass rush moves. He's got some uh, a, a little uh, just burst off the line of scrimmage. Yep. And until the younger guys emerge, until somebody makes the case to push him down the depth chart and off the roster, I, I think you keep him. What about Victor Dumakeji again? That pass rush. I think group, he's out. You think he's out? Yeah. I just I think you know that. He just the the numbers and you know he had one SWAT that w- there was a big play against Kansas City that w- kept them from making a big uh, I think little screen pass there it, it was solid but and he, and he flashed last preseason but I just don't know if he's he's somebody that is gonna get it in vie for rotation uh, pass rush attempts I just and he's not versatile like Lucetta so I think I think Dumakeji former Steve Kime pick is out. Speaking of Steve Kime picks, so Lacita Smith cut today. We've yet to hear word on Marquise Hayes, but did injuries to subsequent starter backup starters, Dennis Daly yeah. and John Gaines, pave the way for Marquise Hayes? I believe so, Bo. Do you think Mar- Marquise Hayes at least makes the team in the short term? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be good news on, on Jonathan Gaines whenever we get that. Correct. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Dennis Daly, who is going to be probably you know how Beecham is your your swing tackle I think Daly was probably your inside guy right he was going to be your left guard or sliding at right guard and uh we'll see what his, his status is but I think I think Marquise Hayes I agree with a lot of the chat I think he's in he had a he was knocking some rust off after missing basically he redshirted with an injury uh last year basically for the Cardinals big kid out of Oklahoma plays with violence I think the Cardinals want to keep him around I think he got better over the course of training camp in the preseason. If you remember, he had a couple tough practices to begin training camp and subsequently has done a nice job making some noise and it could potentially be the benefactor of some injuries. And again, no, no one's going to knock a guy on how they make this roster. What do you do when you're gifted that opportunity? 
that remains to be seen. But again, I, I like the starting five and the starting six if you include Kelvin Beecham on this offensive line. But with with the injuries now, that, that group becomes very thin. And yeah. that's why, Bo, I believe, as do others, that this team's going to target line of scrimmage in the waiver wire preference. Again, I unless there's a darling running back or receiver that, that makes its way to three that the Cardinals didn't anticipate, it does feel like as they pick just behind Chicago and Houston, the the way to go for this team is supplemental depth up front. So mm-hmm. games do not get out of hand. That's interior offensive line as they've traded away Josh Jones and now have two injuries on the interior. And then the defensive line. This defensive line to me, like it's it's I, I say it's one of the most intriguing units on the team. That's just because there's so That's uncertainty. It's nice. very nice of you. Because it's it's unproven. <laughs> right. I mean, other people would call it not very good. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't I wouldn't attest to that. But what I will say is that it's got the most room to prove me and other people wrong. Like, Likey Fotu has not been a great NFL player. He's got a chance. He's had a really good preseason, as has LJ Collier, the yeah. former ex-Seahawk first-round bus. He's come here and has done a nice job. Ledbetter was a guy the prior regime was high on. He's carried it over to the new regime. So you there, look at, There are four guys you like on that defensive line, right? Info to Ledbetter, Watkins, and, and Collier. Definitely don't love. I like them enough they to can start be, the they season. They can be rotational them. players, and, and I think they showed they, their worth during the preseason. I, I think the Cardinals would jump in an opportunity to bring in a guy from one of their prior stops, Austin Ford Gannon. I think there's two on more the defensive spots line. that, you know, as far as just defensive line that you could, you could just add to that group and supplement. That's true. I mean, who are you getting rid of? On that defensive line? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've already gotten rid of Rashad Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, I think, again, how many defensive I mean, linemen you got, do you think you, they're keeping? We had somebody ask about uh, Slade, who I think is practice squad, you know, a, a prime candidate for practice squad. You got Ben Stilley, probably not going to make the roster. Uh, Eric Banks and Kevin Strong are probably guys that are long shots, especially with so many people becoming available. So I think there are four guys that you can you can almost sharpie in, and those are the ones that Watkins, just Ledbetter, Fotu, Kyer, and yeah. then probably hopefully with Stills, unless Stills yes, is a practice squad yes. candidate. So there's five. So if you I I mean, would you be tempted to carry seven defensive linemen? That's a lot. Probably but six. You definitely have six. Um and Stills could Skills could be a practice squad guy, although I think they they would love to have every single draft pick make this roster, even if there are better players available. They want to be able to say, we've got this entire draft class from the spring. We want all year to work with them. And I know you can work with them on the practice squad, but you you leave them vulnerable. Uh, is Kyler Murray, Bo Brock, vulnerable to be upended and replaced by Caleb Williams? We're going to talk about that because, frankly, we have to because everybody's talking about that. But I also want to talk to you about our friends at Circle K. And I can tell you guys right now about a certain inner circle that I think you may want to experience for the very best reasons. Listen, we reached a crescendo of the summer, which will not end here. And a heat records galore, 114 yesterday. So America's Thirst Stop is our friends at Circle K. Go and help yourself hydrate. And in the meantime, how about this? I'm going to save you some coin as is Circle K. 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. Hello, Join the free new membership program, The Inner Circle, they're calling it. We're calling it. It's exclusive. Join it now. Get every six free uh, on a selection of Circle K products like 
pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, Polar Pops. Ever heard of them? Join the Inner Circle now for free by downloading the Circle K app today. If you don't have the app, it's fantastic. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. You also need to visit uh, our friends over at OG's Brands, their website, see all the great products that they have going on right now. And that's right, OG's Flavoring Life. Use the promo code PHNX at the Flower Shop. The Flower Shop, local dispensary here in the Valley, also down in Tucson. you got the Flower Shop US you can place an online order using the promo code PHNX. You're going to save yourself 25% on 100 milligram bags. That's going on through the 31st. Yes. So you only got a couple days to take advantage of saving some money on these 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams. Find out which one's for you or if you just like those mixed bags, this is a perfect deal for you. Take advantage at the flower shop location. So you go to the website, theflowershopusa.com. You place the order with the discount code PHNX and then you go pick it up. It's only for online orders and in-person pickup at the flower shop here. Use that promo code PHNX and also check out OG's Brands online at ogsbrands.com and on your socials at ogsbrands. Uh, love our partnership with OG's brand. You got to love uh, Mike Florio, friend and foe of the program, floating out today that the Cardinals are going to need a new head coach in 2024 <laughs> because their 2023 season That's is going to suck that badly. Yes, he's got an article teasing that. Um, listen, they're not going to need a new head coach. Jonathan Gannon is going nowhere because he was hired by Monty Austin Ford. But will they get a quarterback? Will they need a new quarterback, Bo Brock? That's the talking point today. After the Cardinals, according to everybody but this program, yeah. waved the white flag by trading away a backup safety and a 37-year-old quarterback was cut to the curb. They are tanking officially. Well, I, again, we coined the term tanking as it associates to this franchise, but in the best possible way with Tank Tuesdays here. However, we have to have the discussion right now. Of course, you've got Michael Lombardi saying Kyler Murray's not going to play. We don't believe that. Caleb Williams will be in uh, Tempe here in just a couple of weeks, taking on our <laughs> precious ASU yeah. Sun Devils. The Caleb Kyler Murray conversation is not going away. I think the only way it goes away, Bullbrock, is this team wins a couple games they're not supposed to. Kyler Murray comes back and plays. I think that's what ends up happening. But we do have to have the conversation. The pros and cons to this are going to be damning, I think, for everybody that's that's on the camp of, well, you got to take Caleb because he's better than Kyler Murray. I don't believe that to be true today. I watch I watch Caleb Williams. He's a special talent. He hasn't played a down of NFL football. You've got tangible tape, and this is where I disagree with Albert Breer. He went on Dan Patrick today and said that so many takes. It's it's difficult. We got Stephen A. We got Breer. We've, We've got, got Lombardi. Dan Patrick. We got Mike Fulio. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Albert Breer went on Dan Patrick today and said that he's not sure Kyler Murray is a tradable player mm -hmm. because of the offense he ran under Cliff Kingsbury. I would say if you've watched Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray is the most tradable player because he was able to elevate Cliff Kingsbury. Why isn't that the conversation we're having? We are going to have that conversation <laughs> when it happens. Yeah. It's, it, everybody is from, from Lombardi to, to Florio to, to Breer, and Breer to an extent, I think he's got some ends as far as Monty's time in, in sure. New England. But as far as trying to forecast the trade market in the 2024 offseason, I think it's a little premature to do so. Uh, nobody has any insight on this. Everybody's just guessing. Mm -hmm. This is all just a guessing game. And they just, they, what a lot of people perceive and, and is the, is the, I guess the national narrative is that this is an egregious tank and who, why what would it benefit the Cardinals or Kyler Murray for him to go out on the playing field? I mean, but I think 
that means so much as far as to what this organization, how they're going to evaluate Kyler and what they want to do with him in the future. And then Kyler wanting to get out there and create a robust trade market for himself so he has options. I also think, I mean, do we have to completely discredit everything that Kyler and this new operation have done this offseason together? The Heisman Trophy unveiling. Kyler's been at every piece of OTAs, training camp, mini camp, side by side with this coaching staff. I mean, like, I guess you could be cutthroat and just say, yeah, Kyler, we're going to take care of you. And then subsequently, like, sit them all season. I don't believe that's what's happening. I've heard that that's not what's what's happening with this regime. Like, it feels like if they were going to take that route, mm -hmm. they would tell Kyler Murray, you go and do your own thing, get healthy, get right, be able to pass a physical. We're going to trade you next offseason. They have told us time and time again, multiple times, and I know everybody on this podcast, if you listen, we're always like, well, just judge them by their actions, not their words. I, they are so adamant that he's going to play this year when he's ready to play. Kyler Murray's goal was to come back week one. That's unfortunately not going to happen. I think, again, the revised timeline is somewhere around five, six, seven. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a 17-week season. That's a long time. Kyler Murray's going to get, I believe, double-digit games this year to play the Cardinals out of Caleb Williams' contention. And I think they would welcome that. I think Monty Austin Ford, who was asked about Caleb Williams a couple of weeks ago and just kind of laughed it off. Guys, I'm trying to get through this season yeah. right now. We know definitively, Bo Brock, that Jonathan Gannon said, F tanking. This, right. We're not tanking. I'm not doing that. And he said that behind closed doors. He's not saying that at a press conference. So it just, to me, it doesn't add up. If they get the number one pick, do I think they take Caleb Williams? Of course. Do I think they're going to get it through a fourth place schedule and the abysmal NFC? I do not. I think they're going to win too many games to, to be in a position to take Caleb Williams. Well, I mean, he, he also said, like, at a press conference, the word rebuild. He was asked about a rebuild, and that word makes him cringe. And that's Gannett, and that's his that's his job. His yeah. job is to win games where Monty's job is, is the roster and, and the future of this organization. Um, I mean, just think about how f far off people were about that Seahawks team last year. And this this show included, right? We were like, yes, this we made a, fun of them. This is a team that's going to be in the top five, and it's not going to be via Broncos pick like it was this actual draft. Yeah. That it was going to be a, a team that was going to be in the top five. They were going to bottom out. They were rebuilding, but they brought in younger, more, I guess, physical, athletic, faster players that just bought into the scheme of, of Pete Carroll and what his coaching staff were trying to do there. Yeah. But nationally, you couldn't have convinced anybody that the Seahawks were going to be a team that was not doing anything but tanking for the next draft class. And that was that that proved to be wrong, but people they they won't they won't pay attention to that. They just see this and they they don't kind of they don't kind of see the forest through the trees on this or see, see the forest through the trees as far as what money Osford is trying to accomplish and all the mess that he has to clean up from the previous regime. I think the biggest thing with Kyler Murray is, you know, the finances that are associated with him in 2024. They have to make a decision on guaranteed money. I, I know definitively, you know, Gannon took this job in part because I know I'm going to have a franchise quarterback if and when he's healthy in K1. And again, you pick first in the draft, like everything's on the table for every franchise. And yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, if they have the first pick, I don't think they should trade it. I think they should take Caleb Williams. I've been on the record of saying that. Um, but I also think that if they have a top five pick, if they have a top seven pick, you can rebuild this roster quickly as we've seen in, in past years around Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I mean, we saw Ryan Tannehill have his second act with Austin Ford in Tennessee, number one seed in the AFC, winning the AFC South, very viable, and Kyler Murray's a hell of a lot more talented than Ryan Tannehill. 
I mean, you could go get a Joe Alt and a Marvin Harrison Jr. to go along with what you've already done in this draft and go sign a bunch of players. I saw Jalen early in the chat saying, why are we worried about Kyler's money? We've got $80 million to spend. Absolutely. And that's not counting the, uh, the up-team moves that you can make with James Conner and Zach Ertz. You could shed a lot of cap really quick. Now, I, I do think Kyler Murray, at the end of the day, is, is going to play this year and play well. I, I just, for me, he's too talented. I think they're going to set him up for success, too. Watch what they do with Joshua Dobbs week one against the Commanders and the script and the offense they put together. Boots and rollouts and easy completions. This is a part of the Kyle Shanahan-esque coaching offense coming from Cleveland, Mm. coming originally from San Francisco, Mike Shanahan, Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's never played in this before. That doesn't mean it's not going to benefit him. You think the guy who was drafted first overall in the NFL and top 10 in baseball can't pick up Kyle Shanahan's offense? Of (laughs) of course he can. Again, I think it's a detriment to people who say, well, he ran this gimmicky, gimmicky offense under Cliff Kingsbury. We were complaining about it because it didn't work. It didn't play, I don't think, to Kyler Murray's strengths, being able to drive the ball downfield. Everything was horizontal. Kyler Murray's got a top five to seven arm in the NFL. So at the end of the day, Bo, it's going to be a talking point until the Cardinals play themselves out of Caleb Williams. Right. And this this organization is going to be able to pivot any direction they want to go. Yeah. Do they want to rebuild around a guy who's going to be taking up close to $50 million of the salary cap? They have the ability to do that. Even with that set that with that number, they're going to have close easy eighty million dollars in cap space yeah. to to work with next year. Um, if they want to pivot off Kyler Murray and, and take on the forty six point one million dollar in debt cap space, they can do that yeah. and go to a Caleb Williams. Uh, it, it also is going to be contingent on finding a a trade partner, which I I, I don't buy into what Brewer was was saying. On Carson GP Wentz has been traded multiple Look, times, and, and, but I mean Carson Wentz might be the reason why teams shy away because of how many people, how many head coaches he left in his wake. Like maybe people are, are wising up to, Hey, can we take on this quarterback contract? That's, that's the only thing I'll say. I don't think it's, it's completely like it, there's no chance of doing it. And, and you, if you just look at the tape, you'll realize that Kyler Murray was a far, far more talented quarterback especially throwing the football than, than Carson Wentz. Good question in the chat. How would you guys respond to people saying that Caleb Williams would not want to come here to Arizona? Well, our GM Saul Bookman had a chance to sit down with Caleb at the Pac-12 media day, the final one, which is sad, and asked Caleb Williams how he would feel about playing in Arizona, to which he said that would be cool, and he had a smirk on his face. Now, there's a lot of time between now and next spring, but again, by all accounts, he likes being on the West Coast, right? This is a destination city. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to guess on that. It's a, it's a booming top five economy in the United States right now. I think that people associate the Cardinals with losing, fair or not, and people like Mike Florio and company want to say, well, this is going to be, you know, Eli Manning 2.0. I, I just, the, Roger Goodell's NFL today is in a better place than when those kind of things happen. Trevor Lawrence went to Jacksonville. Of course, Joe Burrow, being Ohio native, went to Cincinnati, like, if the Cardinals have the first pick and they want Caleb Williams, there's a very minuscule chance that he's going to be able to force the issue. Like Michael Bidwell, fair or not, is close with Roger Goodell, right? They're they're cleaning up their shit from their NFLPA grades. But do you think Roger Goodell is going to tell Michael Bidwell, who hosts Super Bowls, right? Mm-hmm. Does a damn good job doing that. The franchise isn't in good shape right now, or it wasn't, but they host Super Bowls. They put on a good performance for Goodell and company. You think Adele's going to come to him and say, hey, we're actually not going to send this kid out to you. You got to go and take Joe Blow from you know, Bumblefuck <laughs> State or whatever. No, no, no. Right. Like, like they'll, they'll, they'll make it work, right? And right. so I, I, that's a question for another day. It's a very good question that people have to ask. I get that. But 
I mean, people are asking the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Would Trevor, Trevor Lawrence go to the Jets? Would he go to the Jaguars? Right. He would have gone wherever. If you're a true franchise quarterback and you can change the stars for that organization, you go to the team that picks you. Because guess what? The team that has the first overall pick, they're not very good for a reason. Caleb Williams is not going to delay his, the clock on him getting a $300 million contract extension for a $3.2 million valuation as far as NIL. That's not going to play a part. <laughs> and he's not going to come and say that, you know, one one organization, like he's he's not going to come immediately into the league and force his way out. It's just, it, that happened 20 years ago, basically with, with Eli Manning and the Mannings. Uh, and it happened, you know, 20 years before that with John Elway. It just very rarely happens. And it, it's it, to, to set and kind of make your case based on that, it's it's ridiculous. Caleb Williams would be if he's the competitor that people believe he is. He's not going to shy away because the organization has had some dysfunction in the last couple. I the mean, NIL deal uh, argument it's is not, the, it's, it's the, the dumbest worst. fucking argument. And again, like I'm happy for college players that they have that. This is the NFL. This is big boy money. This is generational wealth, right? I mean, like he plays in you know California with the taxes being egregious and the cost of living is crazy there. Like, come be the number one pick here at some point. And, and, and you'll be taken care of. You, I mean, like, I just, there are other bad franchises in the NFL. Like, you think somebody we who. We talked about that Browns organization. Right? That one, one in 31. And you're, this, this Cardinals team that. They went to the playoffs two years ago. Right. It's, and, and you've got Monty Ossifort who's riding this ship, but nobody's paying attention to that. Nobody's paying attention to that. Everybody's got such uh, recency biases against this team. And what it did in 2022, and they're not paying attention that Monty Osford is trying to just rid itself of all the all that dysfunction that was left by the previous regime. And they're scrambling right now for good reason to clean up what's going on at their Tempe facility with the uh, strength and conditioning program, with the nutrition program, with the analytics based on elevating players. And I what think- did our guy Espo send us today? It was a it was on Instagram. Uh, it was done by the Athletic. And I've got it. I'm pulling up. If the Commanders are no longer the NFL's most unstable franchise, who is? And this was done anonymously through NFL agent survey. And the Cardinals still showed up at nine uh, w- with nine votes to lead the pack just ahead of the Colts, which is unbelievable. Uh, Texans, Commanders, uh, no answer, Cowboys, Jets, and Raiders. And this was a quote from an anonymous NFL agent. He said he had a quote, had a client considering signing with Arizona. He checked with a friend on the team was told, don't come here. The Kyler contract, GM resigns, accusations against the owner, and maybe the new GM and coach can change things, maybe. I mean, they are really using Steve Kime resigning, and I'll throw the, the air quotes on that. I mean, unceremoniously resigning. Resigned because he probably was going to be shit-canned. Uh, that's not a part of the case against the He Cardinals. also was given like stability for 10 plus years, fair or not, as GM. Players are paid here all the time. Players are overpaid here all the time. It's not like they're a cheap franchise. Michael Bidwell did not handle the Kyler Murray contract situation well. I think he would tell you that behind closed doors. It just, it just wasn't handled well. It was the first time they ever had to do anything like that. So it's an outlier case over $200 million. I mean, they paid, you know, Carlos Stansby, they paid Darnell Dockett, they paid Calais Campbell, they paid Larry Fitzgerald. Like, they played great players for this franchise. Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew got his second extension here. So, again, I just, let's, the Cardinals were a solid franchise 
when Michael Bidwell took over, they went to a Super Bowl, they've got a couple playoff appearances. They are not some dumpster fire. Do they have to rebuild their image? Absolutely. But again, I think Steve Kime was a big part of the problem, and, and now he is gone. So yeah. that, that's encouraging. Well, and, and I think Bidwell is doing a, a better job in keeping his hands off the football, let the football people, yeah. side of things and let Monty work and, and Dave Sears and the new brain trust. And they seem to have had a pretty solid draft class. They mm-hmm. absolutely accumulated some assets for the future in draft capital, and they're shedding bad contracts and, and players that are uh, don't fit, you know, obviously the direction of this team on the playing field. So uh, you have to be encouraged by it. Now, what it's going to look like when the team hits the playing field, you know, come week one against the Washington Commanders and beyond, we have a lot to learn about this team. But the way that they've navigated, you know, these these tough waters throughout this offseason, I, I, you know, I tip my cap to, to JG and Monty. It's tough waters, but... We're getting you ready for football season, as is our friends at CoPHNX.com. How about this? The deal of the century, and I'm not talking about Kyler Murray's contract. I'm talking about becoming a diehard for the kickoff to the 2023-2024 NFL season, the membership, the premier crescendo membership online right now, just $60. What? Of course. Plus, you get a free hat and or shirt. You get access to our premium diehard level content. Additionally, if you want to go buy more merch, do that. 20% off. Uh, again, you're getting 20% off events. You get a membership card. Diehard only exclusive Discord. Come yell at Bo and I behind the scenes. It is your <laughs> premier sports community. Become a diehard right now. I promise you will not regret it. This is an exclusive deal that only lasts 24 hours. Now is the time. Get primed up for the Arizona Cardinals. I think is going to be a franchise-changing season for better or worse. Hopefully an NBA Finals run for our uh, precious Phoenix Suns and company. All that and more, but you got to get the exclusive diehard membership now for just $60. Half of that is the... Equivalent of one of our premier shirts and or hats. Mm -hmm. So the deals keep coming. How about this? All hats and t-shirts right now at the Merchandise Locker. Hello, $24. And I believe, Bo Brock, producer Damon, correct me if I'm wrong, you become a diehard, you can use your 20% off on this deal. So it's $24 plus a little extra, saving it 50 bucks and over free shipping. Load up on PHNX gear. You will not be sorry that you did. Again, it's the countdown to kickoff. We want to see you guys out at our events, our tailgates, repping the gear. It's so humbling when you do. I mean, check out that Cardinal t-shirt. That's one of my absolute favorites. I love the old school PHNX logo. There's so many good options to pick from, but you can only find them at gophnx.com. We just had uh, somebody become a diehard today. Use their uh, shirt choice as the Greg Dorch t-shirt. Great decision. Absolutely. I mean, I just bought myself a Greg Dorch t-shirt. Did you? Producer Damon already. Mm -hmm. He's buying in. He's buying into this this program right here. And, hey, I we I think we'll keep him. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> he's guzzling it down. He's not John, repping a cutoff. He's Johnny not repping a tank. Me. Yeah, we're gonna have to get him a tank. I'm he's, I'm in the process of purchasing one. Okay. Okay. And it's, you know what? It's fair. There's there, that's that's great twofold. You know why? Why? One, he's jumping on Tank Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Two, did not own any tanks previous today, and I think that that's that's a good sign. I'm not going to say I had a handful before Tank Tuesday began. You're a I tank mean, boy. It's 114 degrees here. I'm sorry. Am I not allowed to show off the guns do you a really, little bit? Do you, is it showing off the guns? I thought you were going to make the case that the, sleeve, <laughs> like the sleeves were keeping in some heat. 
They they are. I had to burst through them. <laughs> I at least you know this is everybody's asking where I got this from. This is a Target purchase under ten dollars. That's homemade. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna say don't take one of our precious PHNX uh, merchandise Why? shirts and cut the sleeves off because you're gonna look like this guy right here Why? mowing his lawn. Don't, don't I look like I'm about to crush some Keystone Lights and that's yeah. They, to each to each their own. Right. Um, we made it an hour into the show, and the Cardinals, God love them, have not announced the official cut down to 53. I know, man. We're, we're 90 minutes past the deadline, and we got nothing. Uh, John Gambadaro saying that Maje Sanders has made the team. Uh, I, I didn't know that that was a, a surprise or not, but he said has, he's made the Cardinal roster. Cool. <laughs> was he on the block? I, I don't know. I, I, th- I mean, the only question was, was he going to be healthy enough to start this season, but uh, man, I, I'm glad I was sitting down for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad uh, you wouldn't be able to see that because you are are blocked. From yeah, a, I am blocked. A, from, a certain Arizona sports yeah. uh, radio host. I don't think I'm missing anything with insight. No, on that no, like I that. probably could have given you that insight without without sharing that. But we appreciate it, Gambo. Yes, yeah, Spicy Kick saying Maje made the 53 man roster. Eric saying what guns? Those how, look like noodles. Edward, how, how dare er, you? Er, Edward, how dare you? <laughs> Eddie, why do I feel like block Johnny's... him? Kick, kick him out of the chat. Right I don't now. like this comment right here. Why do I feel like Johnny's feet are swinging like a kid in a big ass chair? <laughs> That's because they are Eddie. But this is CGI. We don't allow that to happen. All right. I need something a little bit smaller. I need everybody also to like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Whip out your phone, mobile device, smartphone, what have you. Go to podcast, search PHNX Cardinals. Follow it today. Turn those automatic downloads on because Bo and I, we've been known to drop an audio podcast from time to time. What's, what's going on here? Oh, no. Hey, we got a step stool. Hang on. We'll, we'll end the show with don't a step do this. stool. Here we go. I, I, listen, I have no shame in this. My feet don't touch the ground. I'm five, six and a half. All right. You know who else is a short king? Offensive coordinator Drew Petzing that works for this franchise. Oh, that's much better. This would have been much better for the entire hour we did this show. As soon as the uh, f- official 53 goes, we will have news for you on YouTube. We'll also have it on PHNX Cardinals on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, so make sure you're following all- along on all of those platforms. Bo's, my foot can't reach the coffee table. Bo's foot can get there. I can't get what it. What are those? These are, don't worry about these. These are exclusive. <laughs> We're shoes. trying to sell these at the merchandise locker for everybody. Hey, <laughs> like and subscribe. We're back. Manana, unless we're back earlier, who knows? In the meantime, he's Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. Thank you to producer Damon. We will see you guys in the meantime. Peace.